This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Hi, LSPod fans, it's JR here. Burt's Babes, Hoddle's Heroes, even Decanio's Dozens. We've had some iconic lineups in our history at Swindon, just like the legendary menu at McDonald's. Parkin' or Austin, sweet curry or barbecue? Why not get a McNugget share box to enjoy the debates with your mates? And thanks to book delivery, every drop-off can be a home win. Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points too. No one wants to drop points at home, and with tasty rewards to earn, you won't be missing out. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Rogers is streaking ahead and he's onside. Beautiful play! That is that! What a good shot! Post for Shearer, goal! McLaughlin has it, oh, deflection, and it's a goal! Comes to Mitchell, it's another goal! Incredible hobble! We've been waiting for this retain list for a while for the second episode of the week, and it's it's arrived just in time. We are on Zoom, so hopefully the sound quality is tolerable. But I mean, we're gonna go through the list bit by bit, but no major shocks. No, well, I suppose one nice expected surprise, uh contract extension for Charlie Austin at about four o'clock. Um and yeah, just a, a sad one, I suppose, in Johnny Williams leaving. Um, aside from that, probably fairly expected. Yeah, no major major headlines, I would suggest. Um, well, our last episode, actually, we got some numbers. Like there, there is quite a lot. <laughs> yeah, and, and and we'll get to the body of the squads. That's the last thing we'll touch of the players that are actually still here. Our last episode was an hour and forty-five. I don't think we're gonna we're gonna hit those heights um, for this one. But let's start with the departing loanies. Um, of course, we say goodbye to Sol Brin, Luke Jeffcott, Kieran Brennan, who probably had a lovely evening this week at Hillsborough from the stands. I I, I don't 
doubt. Joe Tomlinson and Dylan Kaji. We spoke on the last pod that although we had players of the year in the in the loan market this year, Fraser Blake Tracy, obviously, who converted his loan to a permanent, and Sol Brin kind of winning player of the year with the club because Fraser Blake Tracy wasn't in the nominees list. But well done him. It did feel like a little bit of a downgrade from what in terms of quality from the season before. However, I guess the big talking point here possibly is Joe Tomlinson, because there was this feeling of expectation that this is going to be converted into a permanent. Now, that might still happen, but it doesn't have that feel, because if you look across retain lists in the EFL, there are segments where they say contract offered. So for loan players, so that might be maybe Jody Morris was right on that. And uh, we don't have the funds to uh, offer the local lad a contract. Yeah, the Chisardin boy. Um, well, I think it's probably slightly complicated by the fact that um, he has got another year on his contract at Peterborough. Um, so I don't know how the, you know, the, the, the notional fee agreed as part of the loan deal how that plays out on the retained list. Most of the clubs seem to follow a bit of a set template. So um, I'm just impressed, uh, given some of the uh, typos on social media today, that Swindon managed to get the retained list out in one piece. So we'll uh, we'll take that as a win. Be nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, um, on the low knees, um, look at Bryn. You know, he's had about as good a season as you could hope from a, a pretty rookie keeper. I know he'd had that spell up at, was it Queen's Park? It was. Um, and, you know, mixed reviews coming down south, down south to Swindon. But, yeah, I mean, young keepers, you expect there to be unpolished edges, and there are. Um, I think aerially, he still leaves a bit to be desired. Um, I think back to the one at Sutton. I know he was fouled, and it should have been a foul, but, um, you know, you just want to see a big unit dominate in the sky. And I think if he's going to go on and play a better level than League One, then that will be something he needs to develop over time. Because um, we've had, we've certainly had some smaller keepers be better in the air. People like Wes Fodrigan, for example. Um, you know, quite a good uh, example for, for Bryn to follow, perhaps. You know, I mean, what's Fodrigan now? 32. Still got plenty of years left in the tank. But sometimes for a goalie, it can take a long time to. Do that polishing, but he's he's certainly going to have a good football league career, isn't he, Brinny? And he, he served as well this year. Um, Tomlinson, another unfulfilled loan spell, I guess. Really frustrating. He's a very popular player. He's a very capable player. Um, Right-footed left back, cutting in. You know, he loves a long shot. Um, something you know, this side has been a bit shot shy this year. So, yeah. We signed him injured. Um, he got injured after recovering. And uh, I suppose the only nice thing is he, he got, what was it, 40 minutes against Crawley to, to sign off. But you know, his career is at a bit of a bit of a crossroads, really, isn't it? I, I can't see him breaking into a pre- Peterborough side that wants to be top-end League One again next year. Albeit they're still dusting themselves off after a, a chastening night at Hillsborough last night. Ooh. Um, oh, I don't know. I, I suspect, given how povertous Swindon seem to act, um, we may need Tomlinson to be released 
for us to pick him up. But I suspect we would be interested. Um, and that the golden piece <laughs> of the puzzle is keep him fit. Because um, in his career already, he has had a full season where he's played about 50 games at Eastleigh and notched 13 or 14 goals. So that that was what was very eye-catching. That's what got him the, the move to Peterborough. So, um, you know, maybe not dead, but um, Tomlinson's got a bit of repairing to do of his of his career, I think. Yeah, yeah. Let, let's move on to contract offers. Well, we've activated clauses um, for George McEachran and Rashan Hepburn Murphy, and we've offered a contract to Tom Brewitt. So broadly good news there. I'm all about stability. I know we clash on Brewitt, but in terms <laughs> of... Uh, but I'm I'm willing to you know draw a line in the sand, see how preseason goes, and I think it'll be utilised. I was going to say I think it's going to be utilised as the sort of the, the the reserve, but we don't have a clue on what uh, Mike Michael Flynn's going to bring in over the summer. So it'll be interesting to see where. But I'm all about stability, so I'm willing to see how it goes. But with the other two, good stuff. Yeah, I think both are cracking little players. Um, Hepper Murphy. We've had to invest a, quite a bit of time in the, in the treatment room for him to get that run of games at the end of the season. But I think what you saw, actually, is um, a very sparky, exciting, unpredictable player. You know, a bit frustrating with the end product, but a lot of, um, a lot of wingers at this level are. So I'm not going to bash him for that. I think in a pretty stale side, we've said it a few times on the pod, haven't we? His burst of... You know, unpredictability and excitement is something that we really appreciated in the the second half of the year. It's one of the it's one of the only Morris ticks in the box, really. How Hepburn Murphy kicked on, he scored some nice goals too. So, what we're looking for out of Hepburn Murphy next year is 35, 40 games, 12, 15 goals, and this time next year, I want us to be fretting about keeping him because that will mean he's had a really good year. And if we go up, well, I suspect he'll be an easy keep. <laughs> and if he has that kind of season and we don't go up, then you know, let's see how good we are at negotiating contracts mid-season. <laughs> but <laughs> McEquin's a bit more of an interesting one. You don't know how much we've triggered that option under duress. <laughs> Obviously, McEquin, solidly a Morris man from the, from the Chelsea days. But it's also... Uh, a 22, 23 year old who needs to, you know, settle somewhere and kick on and actually have a career. So I think it'd be an interesting one how, you know, we're expecting Flynn to bring a bit more physicality, a bit more experience to the spine of the side. That's the hope anyway. But players like McEachra and Hepburn Murphy can add that bit of zhuzh around the edges of perhaps, you know, I'm not saying we're going to sign a Joss Labadee, but, you know, a player of that ilk, you know, to to be a bit more bulk. And then uh, you can have some of the smaller, more technical players, you know, given the room to play because um, because we have that better spine. So, I, again, with McEachran, you want to see him have a season where he plays 40, 45 games. Um, we've seen in flashes, he's got the potential to be one of the best defenders Midfielders in this league, I think, absolutely no qualms with that. So, um, yeah, key thing, keep him fit, and mm. um, it's going to be a real asset. Yeah, uh, do we bring the family together, break the bank, and bring Josh 
to <laughs> to the county ground. I think it was released by MK Dons. Uh, was that it? Might be, uh, I'm, I always read retained lists wrong. You know, I always see the long list and assume they're the ones that are going. So, mm-hmm. um, well, you've also got Zach, Zach at Oxford City, uh, uh, well, Oxford yeah. City, now a conference yeah. player. Sorry, National League. Um, the the other one, uh, of course, Tom Brewitt, and you you've referenced there about his clashing. My defence of Brewitt has always been, you know, it's not his fault. Yeah. The terrible recruitment for the season meant we had to go out and get the dregs. I mean, no offence, Tom, but, you know, no one had ever heard of him, really. Um, he was what was available, and I think he's done okay. Um, I mean, the, the yardstick will be, if he's a squad player and he's starting that League Cup first-round tie and he's playing the free Papa John's games and then he's waiting for an injury to get into the first team, I'm happy with that. Um, I think in his performances at the end of the season, he's done enough to earn a deal. And I suspect he's not an expensive squad centre-half. So I'm happy with that. I think if he's a starter, then I think we'll be questioning our recruitment uh, at the end of this summer. Put it that way. We shall see. Anton Dworzak was the only under-18 to get a senior deal. And I find myself both sides of this argument thinking one isn't enough it's not acceptable but on the flip side I've openly criticized the club for not developing and not doing enough to make the under 18s ready for for the firsts at some point so it's kind of like well if we only got one we can focus on that one but at the same time we should be getting more and more in and obviously they're very very happy with the current year ones um, we've seen they're very keen to get Abu Khan, whose name out there, and Sonny Hart's name out there. Cynical mind says that's not mm-hmm. to get them into the Swindon first team, that's for sure. But there are names coming through, which is good. Where, where do you stand? I mean, I think it's a little bit of column A, column B here, isn't it? I mean, we, we've got to have more success with our under-18s, but at the same time, we, we've got to be better in developing them once they get their pro deals. Yeah, so starting with Dorzak. I think he is the most capable player of this uh, second-year batch. Um, the times he's been involved with the first team, he's deputised ably. So uh, really not surprised uh, he's got the deal. Really pleased it was a two-year deal. That's mm. uh, a change. Yep. Um, uh, so, yeah, that, that should help players develop without that you know, time clock hanging over him. Um, as ever, I mean, we I, I don't want to cover old ground. We've done it to death on this pod. It's something I'm really passionate about. It's that bridge between under-18s, which is adolescent football, to first team. Currently at Swindon Town, I can only think that we played one development friendly, maybe two last year. I think one of them was at Newport. Baudry got his career-ending injury. Someone else got injured. And maybe that burnt Swindon's fingers a bit. But um, I would like to see us having more commitment towards regular development friendlies. Because if Minton's at the club and he's not out on loan, a game every two or three weeks on a Tuesday afternoon behind closed doors is going to help him. You know, if Kane, Darcy, Shade... Brewer, if they do find themselves as squad players this year and we get knocked out of the Papa John's trophy early, then where are they getting where are they getting game time? So 
every three three weeks, something like that, a development friendly would really help Dorzak. Um, there is one other. So my my source, uh, the youth team dad, who shall remain unnamed. Um, I think Harvey Fox, the the left back, come kind of left wing back. I think he's been given something called a Bergier scholarship or something like that. So they get a period of time when they're in that 18, 19. You know, but injuries kind of usually. A third year. So I think he was offered that, but that hasn't been communicated. He's um, he spent quite a lot of time out alone at Highworth Town, so he has been playing oh, good. men's football. Um, yeah, and to, to the rest who have, have been released, you know, probably some of those lads have had a long association with the club. Good luck, everyone. You know, yeah. Absolutely. If that's carrying on in football, if that's returning to your studies and going abroad to explore various bits and bobs. Yeah, you know, good luck. It's a it's a difficult time of year for players released. It's a difficult time of year for young players released. So yeah, don't forget a lot of these lads are, are Swindon fans and been associated with the academy from a, a young age. So yeah, spare a thought for those lads released. Yeah, we usually get some sort of um, announcement with with the uh, with the under eighteen saying farewell with the picture of them and under eight with them at yeah. you know under 18s. But we 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 haven't had that this year. Not a crime, you know. Not not a not a dig there, but yeah, a, a hearty good luck because because of the football league trophy, we do see a lot of those names and some of them do play. You know that we we have seen that in the last few years with with. Uh, Francis and Gordon and Winchcombe and Win Davis, and you know to get that far is a hell of an achievement. And um, absolutely, yeah. We we wish them well. Right, let's talk about. Well, let's start with Baudry because Baudry has now officially retired in mm-hmm. in one of the many worst kept secrets um, mm-hmm. over the last few months. Incredible, really, that he had four seasons with Swindon and it, all of them kind of went the same way. Um, very capable at key moments, but just let down by injury after injury. And this season, his final season was, you know, the final straw. And I think for him, more than anything, I think last season, 21-22, I think he was ready to start going into that financial industry. But the excitement of the tail end of that campaign was probably enough for him to go, you know what, one more will be fine. And it would have probably been the best time for him to to bow out of the game but he gave it a little bit more and then Rodney Parade finished him off and since then he's been at Bournemouth qualifying for his new career and every now and again seen at Swindon but good luck to one of our final PPG championship winners one left yeah. now I oh, Andalou yeah yeah but yeah um on Baudry so two two very very good spells he had um, in a Swindon Town shirt. Uh, I think it was pre Christmas in the PPG promotion uh, season. Him and Zeki Fryers. I think there was a, a ten or eleven game run which coincided with Owen Doyle scoring seemingly every week. Um, and Swindon won a heck of a lot of games in that period. Um, up until about what was it? We got pegged back away at Forest Green, didn't we? 2-2 and then lost at Port Vale in that in-betweeny betwixtmas game. Uh, but yeah, I mean, his form in that spell, you saw what he was capable of. Unfortunately, injuries 
didn't allow him to to carry it on prospering. But you know, it, it was really nice that he got that run of games at the back end of last season next to Dion Conroy, the five wins on the trot um, before heading to to Vale Park for the, the sort of decider in the playoffs. Um, yeah, he was a big part of that. Got a, got a nice goal away at Hartlepool too, and. Yeah, I think his legacy is just how popular a member of the squad he was. Everyone who spoke to him, you know, Matthew Baudry is a lovely man, great around the club. And probably if he'd have been fit and on the training ground all season, that might have helped Swindon's fairly young defence uh, a wee bit. But uh, yeah, the other thing I mentioned, just he seemed to always have a good game against Sutton, which was always the biggest aerial <laughs> test. So... For not the largest defender, he had very good timing of the jump and um, was very capable in the air, which obviously, as we know, we've bemoaned how small a side and how inexperienced Swindon are. So in a physical league too, even a, an age in Baudry would have still been quite useful this year just to, to fill in. We probably wouldn't have needed Bruett, for example. Yeah. Moving on, we say goodbye to Kean Harries, George Cowmeadow, Oscar Massey, three players that we just didn't see that much, did we? I mean, two yeah. two signs uh, under Sandro Di Michele in the summer. Uh, George Calmeadow, we tried to feed him. It didn't happen. It's, it's a tricky, tricky gig, isn't it? And, uh, and again, I don't think loan spells worked in his favour this year. Um, Massey, I, I don't know what happened there. He, he seemed to fall off the radar at Swindon Town. I mean, I've heard rumours that he hasn't been on the scene for quite some time. There's a few more to talk about, but just we didn't see enough of these players really to um, to sort of bemoan or or accept those sort of exits, and we wish them well. Oh, well, of course, we wish them well. Um, I just go back to the very earliest parts of last summer when we started signing players. I think Oscar Massey was the first signing. Um, and, you know, given his pedigree, not kept on by Plymouth um, after finishing his scholarship, it didn't feel like a, a rip-roaring signing. And if it was to be a grower, you know, I think Terry and JR summed it up quite well on the pod. Like, what pathway were we giving him? Basically none, other than shunting him out on non-league loans. Um, Harry's... Uh, nothing against Kian Harry's the human being, but his signing was a bit of a red flag <laughs> in terms of quality of signing. Ha- having seen Harry's play against Swindon for Bristol Rovers in the in the three one, having known a little bit about his career up to that point, even as a squad player, that felt like a a bad start to Sandra Di Michele's. Uh, future recruitment ability. Um, yeah, I mean, Cal Meadow, like a lot of first-year pros, um, if we're being honest, wasn't quite good enough. And um, again, wasn't really given the chance to improve and develop at Swindon in terms of game time and, and the various loan spells he had seemed to end the same way. A couple of games and then drift out the side. Even at Supermarine recently, find himself out the side and kind of part of the end of season pictures, despite not really, really playing those last few games. So I, I feel for George. I hope, 
hope he finds himself a club and, and enjoys playing the beautiful game. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. Mo Dabre came as this unknown, exciting, uh, small, small footballer who mm. was utilized in almost all of our cup games at one stage. I think he played about eight times for Swindon, all of them in the cup, including the final minutes against Manchester City and Harry Parsons as well. The great hope, um, which didn't, didn't come to fruition, um, seemed capable in the, in the national league, South and North sort of region, but never really. And he was given opportunities at points last season, this year, not at all. Um, A shame, but, We've seen this all before, haven't we? Hey, yeah. To make it in league football, you've got to be good enough. And ultimately, Parsons has come up a bit bit short. There's no disgrace in that. I think what he's shown in his loan spells is actually, you know, he probably will go on and have a pretty good conference South career. And you never know where you might go from that. Yeah. Make your name in a big FA Cup shock or something like that. Um, of course, he has scored at Burton Albion this year for Chippenham Town. So, a little bit of pedigree in the FA Cup there. Dabre, I had a real soft spot for Dabre, real scrappy do spirit, like just all you know, just all energy, all action, but just yeah, just needed a bit of steering, perhaps. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, if you compare Dabre's time at Swindon to Massey, you know, both plucked fairly out of obscurity. So Dabre's done okay. Uh, played quite a lot of Pab John's trophy games, put in a big tackle on telly against Man City, um, got a goal against Arsenal under 21. So I, th- I gather he's done quite well for Worthing. Um, and they lost in the playoffs to Oxford City, who eventually went up. So the mackerel men will be in the conference south again next year. Uh, maybe that's a natural home for, for Dabre there. But yeah, I mean, Another one like Parsons, who you know has already played quite a lot of football at sort of conference south and north level, and will probably have a reasonable nominee career there. So good luck again. Two more have left. Uh, Morgan Roberts, interesting one. I, I wasn't entirely sure how long his contract was. Um, again, seems like a classic of the Di McKayley era. Had a great season with Banbury. They they utilised him off the bench. I think he got close to scoring in one game and then he just fell off well, the I hit cliff. the crossbar against Mansfield. There we go. Um, and uh, fell off the cliff, played yeah. against, uh, went on loan to Aldershot, didn't do well and now finds himself um, looking for a, a new deal. But elsewhere, but you you were a fan of Roberts or well, hopeful. I could see, I could see the appeal. Um, you know, small technical player, Handled himself in a very physical league in the in the Conference North and and prospered. It was reported when he signed; it was an eighteen month contract. So um, maybe there is a break clause, where which Swindon have utilised, or he had to play a certain number of games to get the next twelve month. Sure, the the ball was in our court with yeah, but um, it's just on Morgan Roberts' part, you know, he'd. Been out of football league club, released, gone into non-league, done really well, got his big shot with Swindon. We paid a small fee for him. Um, it just feels like, I mean, again, right? I'm not saying Morgan Roberts was ever going to be- 
become the player who just tore up League Two and scoring Baltus from left, right and centre. But it, it feels like we didn't really give him a fair fair crack of the whip when pre-Christmas, there was three or four weeks on the trot there where Shade was starting games. And I think probably given Shade's performances, you couldn't have grumbled if, if Roberts had been given those starts. Um, the odd flash, you know, that header against the crossbar at Mansfield. Who knows if that if that goes in, it might have been a a slightly different story. But no, I just I hope I hope for his sake he can find um find somewhere to sort of kickstart it again. On the face of it, that older shot low move was um was a good one. You know, halfway up the up the conference, somewhere fairly local. Um, yeah, it just didn't happen. Sort of similar to Agia when he went to Torquay on the face of it. A wild manufactured loan move to a conference club, but didn't happen. It's, it's just it's just so frustrating. <laughs> but there we go. Yeah. We're not gonna lose sleep over. We're not gonna lose months, sleep, unfortunately, for them. The the final one was the big one, the one that's probably created the most conversation because you kind of it's so funny. We we, we want black and white definitive answers within these retain lists so when you see that Johnny Williams has gone uh, without like contract offer people are like what but the reality probably is that he was probably in contract talks months ago they weren't going anywhere so off he off he goes he gave us two solid seasons top scorer in his second season very very useful in that lovely attack that we had under Ben Garner it's going to be one of those things where his next move is going to be brilliant and we're going to be like, oh, why didn't we uh, Why didn't we make the most of Johnny Williams? But he could also frustrate too. Um, but he's played more games for Swindon than he did anywhere else. He scored more goals for Swindon than he has anywhere else. I think he got, you know, he comes out of the move probably on top as opposed to Swindon. We got some good memories from him, but he's going to go on to... Uh, I think a nice little move as a result, which, which you know, we, I don't think we've benefited from as much. I think Johnny Williams has benefited from Swindon more than Swindon have benefited from Johnny Williams. But I really enjoyed Johnny Esther being uh, at Swindon, and as all the same, we wish him well. Yeah, I mean, go back to when he signed. I remember being at um, my cricket club. Someone shouting across, "We've signed Johnny Williams!" It's like sod off. <laughs> so I'd not I'd not long watched the um Sunderland Till I Die documentary and Williams obviously you know, spends half half his life in the treatment room on that documentary and you know a bit of a character. Um so yeah, it, it felt like a real coup um when we got him. And I think I was thinking about this earlier in readiness for this, Rich. I think his time at Swindon has He's going to go down as a good, not a great. It kind of gives me Sammy Igo, Brian Howard kind of vibes. A couple of years at the club. Really talented. Did some great things. But always that lingering thought, in me anyway, we needed a bit more out of Johnny. Um, And it's so hard to judge how much toll out of his body injuries have taken. And I'm sure they have. I think Swindon seem to have done a really good job with Williams' body. And this year, you've seen him become a regular 90-minute man. 
And, you know, pre-World Cup was definitely his best spell this season um, in the two years at Swindon. Post-World Cup, as you might expect, a bit of a dip off. Um, that coincided with Swindon um, doing worse as well. So it's not all, not all on Johnny, but just I'll always have that lingering. I wanted more out of a player of that quality at this level. But very popular, you know, loads of time for people around the ground and on sponsors' evenings when we chatted to him. Um, you know, he was a Swindon Town player who represented his country at a World Cup and that doesn't come around every every now and again. He's also earned the club a decent bit of money from that. Um, but yeah, just sort of seven out of ten vibes. I wanted more. Yeah. Yeah, I have, I have a feeling we'll see a lot more of Johnny next season if he stays in League Two, for example, because Sky Sports will be uh, allocating a fair few teams to uh, <laughs> a few games to the team he's linked with. Um, but yep, yeah. and that, that leaves us with the last part of this episode, which is who remains. So we still have Ricky Agua, Connor Brand, Jake T- Kane. Tom Clayton, Ronan Darcy, Reese Devine, Marcel Lavinier, Harrison Minton, Tyree Shade, Jake Wakelin, Tommy Adeloy, Flazer Break Tracy, Romeo Hutton, Ellis Iandolo, Saidu Khan, and one Charlie Austin, who was confirmed as staying this week. So no summer saga on that front, which is great news. Some of these players will leave in the summer, but in terms, as you said at the top of the pod, there is a core still at the club. So I think... Judging by who Flynn and the club bring in in the summer, we'll have a real good indication of how Swindon can compete next year because we we have a lot of players already, which is not something it has felt has been the case for for a few years. So I'm excited to see who we bring in. You know, we've we've all looked at Walsall's retained list today and gone, well, <laughs> you know, at least four of those are coming to town, aren't they? But but you know, it doesn't work like that. We haven't had a manager like that since Paul Sturrock, really, who really did bring in his uh, his his disciples. But there, there's a, there's a framework here that we that we could really benefit from in a time where we've got MK Dons coming down. We've got Wrexham and and Notts County coming up. We've got Ginningham with money now, so you know it it needs to be done. The transfer business this summer needs to be good. Yes, it's it's going to be a a more competitive league too. I would anticipate same as you, Rich. But yeah, I've just had a little count up. So I make it. We've got um, twenty professionals on the books if Brewitt signs, um, and I think there is a bit of fat there to trim. Um, I wouldn't trim Ellis Iandolo personally. I think he's a versatile squad player. He's been at the club for donkeys, but I suspect he may be cruelly bound. Um, Tommy Adeloy, you know, is a problem. <laughs> um, do, do we pay him up? Can we find him a club where? You know, we might have to pay some of his wages ongoing, but can we get him off the books? Um, Aguia, like Iandolo, I, I I wouldn't be writing off Ricky Aguia, but I've heard on the grapevine, Ricky has been told he can um, find another club, which, you know, for a talented young midfielder with a couple of years left on his contract, I'm still hoping for a, a sort of pre-season miracle there. 
Um, he can get his head down and impress Flynn and perform in a few friendlies. Who knows? Um, Divine, like Tomlinson, oh, very hard. He to looked make good case at for... Orient, though, didn't he? When he <laughs> in those sixty minutes or whatever that he played, yeah. it's probably one of the reasons why he broke down. He looked too eager. If anything, <laughs> but, but yeah. yeah. Given the injury record, given the fact Flynn managed him at Warsaw, I don't know if that goes for him or against him, because I, I gather it wasn't a brilliant spell at Warsaw. But yeah, can you carry someone who's that injury prone when you've, you know, you've already got 20 blokes on the books potentially? But you and the can't, other one, of you course, can't release them if uh, you can't pay them off because no one's going to want them, are they? So Yeah, so maybe... You know, can you find Divine a lone club where he can prove his fitness and um, go from there? But who knows? The mythical good preseason under his belt may finally get his body right. And like you say, in that tiniest of glimpses at Leighton Orient, he was um, in a going forward sense very, you know, very lively. impressive, lively. Uh, and the other one, Connor Brand, who you know we're going to bring in two goalkeepers ahead of him. Uh, aren't we? Come on! Well, I'm still, I'm still looking. looking. I'm still looking for Jack Copland here. I'm, I'm, <laughs> like, gonna... oh, I'm not really sure what Jack Copland's arrangement is because I don't think he's technically he's not under eighteen. Yes, um, we signed him from Tuffley Rovers, didn't we? And I don't know what the arrangement is, but um, he spent half the year on the bench and not playing in the under 18s which obviously stilted his development. Um, the goalkeeper who was in the under-18s, Redmond Evans, I don't think it's been kept on. So, yeah, we've kind of cocked that up a bit. Um, but, yeah, I, I can't see a future at Swindon for Bran. If he was any good, he would have got a Papa John's trophy game or he would have got a token game at the end of the year. He wasn't even on the bench, was he? He was still Copland when he, even when he was fit at the back end of the year. So I think Conor Bran came in at the end. Conor yeah. Bran was the... Yeah. Oh, OK. But, yeah, there's, there's a bit of fat to be trimmed there. But actually, if you're looking at, in terms of quality, who's going to be in that first 18? I think you can count Hutton, Clayton, Lavinier, Blake Tracy, Khan, McEachran, Austin, Wakelin, Hepburn Murphy. Um, I think in that next run, I would count players who, if they're in and around the first team regularly, I think we've maybe, we're not as strong as we want to be and I would put sort of Brewer in that bracket, Minton in a different way because he's a grower, um, and I think he's shown this year he's got a future at Swindon Town definitely. Kane, um, be interesting to see how it goes for for Kane next year, but I don't think he's you know the sort of quality right now if you want to be finishing top three or top seven, and then Darcy and Shade who you know looking like archetypal kind of squad players. We want better than them without being too too rude. Um, so, yeah, I, I think in terms of what do we need, if I was giving you a shopping list right now, Rich, I think a lone goalkeeper. I hear on the grapevine there's a, a Yeovil keeper we may be interested in. Uh, one Grant Smith, not the, uh, the left-back uh, come attack midfielder of 2004 to six vintage, but um, the oval goalkeeper, 
Uh, I think we want a couple of centre-halves. I think Flynn likes playing a, a back three and then a couple of wing-backs. I think we definitely want a left wing-back. Um, I think Iandolo likely to leave. Divine you know, could go the same way. So, you know, if you've got Hutton, Lavinier and a, a first-team left wing-back, you, you're in fairly good shape for the, for the wing-backs there. I think a couple of midfielders. I'd like an experienced one. Not Anthony Grant, but someone of that ilk. Please don't be Josh Laverty. It's going to be Josh Laverty. No, he's over the hill. Leave him alone. <laughs> um, and then I suspect we may utilise the low market for a sort of attacking midfielder. He's going to play ahead of those couple more defensively minded ones at the base. But yeah, and then the key, the key bit of recruitment. You know, I want a monster centre half. I've been crying out for that for. Six months, twelve months, but centre forward, and it has to be a different type of forward to what we've got. I think in Austin, you've got your senior pro, old head. Don't ask him to run; leave him in the box, and if there's a chance, he's going to put it away. I think that's how you have to use Austin. I think what we saw of Austin under Morris, it was a curious, curious way to use your sort of Rolls Royce finisher. I think Wakelin and Hepburn Murphy, I expect to be growers. I want to see them kick on. But what you've got there in Austin, Wakelin and Hepburn Murphy is sort of free second strikers. So we have to go and get that focal point, target man, call it what you want, but someone with the physicality and presence to do a lot of that centre-half buffeting, which does go a long way in this league, as we know. And a bit of the donkey work to allow Austin, Wakelin, Hepburn Murphy to, you know, be a nuisance, be a second striker. Yeah. One of the big problems this side of Christmas has been that blend up front. Hasn't been hasn't been the right blend and we've kind of stilted everyone for it. Seems to have been the case. Well, there'll be plenty of chat over the summer as players come in. We still got to do the predictions episode <laughs> with Dave and JR, and we'll do some end of season awards. They'll be out at some point next week, and then we turn to the summer schedule. Um, look forward to it. Until then, Dan, thank you very much. Thank you, Rich. The Lone Strangers is an independent supporters podcast. Views given do not reflect those of Swindon Town Football Club or their official partners. The music is provided by the great Matthew Kilford and the podcast artwork was designed by Matt in Singapore. What a guy. Thanks for listening. Come on, Swindon. Has a bubble. Hi, Ellis Pod fans, it's JR here. If Swindon players were McDonald's items, who would they be? We've had lots of Big Macs, like the legendary Alan McLaughlin, Harry McCurdy, or even Steve McMahon. Perhaps you'd prefer to channel the power of McPlant, like Darren Ward, or maybe five chicken selects, one to enjoy for each time Ben Gladwin joined. Yep, there's one spare, but there's still time. And you don't need super scouts or data solutions to get your hands on any of these. McDelivery through the McDonald's app brings them all to you. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.